Welcome to the Sprocket. It's our Halloween episode, Michael. We're ranking every movie, but it's spooky now. Yes, my name is Michael Freaked. It didn't work. Uh, Are we doing the Twitter handle? My ball gold freaked. I'm Cutter Spill Guts. Can I just be Michael, but it's spooky? Yep. Well, Michael, but it's spooky. Hey, what movie are we talking about in this podcast where we rank every (laughs) movie ever made best worst? So we are talking about not the second film, but the third film within the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Of course. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors! Yeah. Okay. So. Have you seen the first two Nightmare on Elm Street movies? (laughs) No, actually. Okay. I have only not seen the first one. Consciously, at least. Okay, it might exist in like, your in your you know the vast. Yeah, this is the dream well, the dream realm. You know, I'm in this spooky little house, and on the screen is 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 Robert Ungland <laughs> saying things and calling my mama bad word. Okay, and then so. doing the tongue thing. Yes. <laughs> 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 Um, Dream Warriors, <laughs> yes. Okay, so Tucker, describe the plot to me. Okay, it's simple, Okay, Michael. can we, can we yes. preface this? Yes. Have you ever heard, of, had you heard of this movie before I suggested it so rudely? Yes. You had? In the context of, boy, the sequels to A Nightmare on Elm Street aren't very good, but Dream Warriors is kind of one of the good ones, was okay. the context I had heard it. That is crazy to me, but okay. Two, I okay. think, is supposed to be very bad. I believe it. Um, So the context for me here is that I have never really intentionally watched a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. I was going to say Friday the 13th. A Nightmare on Elm Street. But... But you love Dokken. I have seen Dokken, the rock band Dokken live. (laughs) Okay. And had a a hair metal phase in middle school. Yes, I did not have a lot of friends. Um, (laughs) No. But uh, we're filling out the Michael wiki this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Michael wiki's turn. Um, so there's always been this like acknowledgement that oh yeah, the Dokken, the, the hair metal band, <laughs> they did that song from yeah. the Friday the thir- uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh jeez, sequel. <laughs> um, and that was kind of where I was like, no more you drunk know, podcasting, Michael. I said we weren't doing this anymore. I'm not I'm working sorry. blue. Sorry. We haven't had an XP bar in a while. I had to get it all out somewhere. Um, But yeah, no. So I hadn't actually, like, my my interest in this kind of began and ended. No, it began with that. And then I had seen the clip somewhere of uh, the one girl who gets thrown into the TV. Yes. And Freddie saying, welcome to primetime, bitch. Yes. And I was like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I'll watch this sometime. Of course. I don't know when, but sometime. (laughs) Here's your golden opportunity. I am the wizard master. That's right. Uh, okay, so you haven't seen the first one? No, I haven't seen the first one. I have, I'm have. i assuming there's not some guy saying he's a wizard master and then becoming said wizard master. No. Tonally, there's some differences going on here, Michael. For Okay. Sure. So that is something I think we need to kind of talk about because okay. tonally this movie makes no sense to me. Oh, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, really? It's 
it's uh here here's a special effects budget you special effects weirdos and then they made a movie about it about their special <laughs> effects budget and uh that's all you really need to know i mean this uh this well, exists as like this beautiful vision of 80s horror to me like this is the okay. uh this is what i picture when i picture 80s horror is just people dying in crazy ways with practical effects and it doesn't need to really make sense but okay well okay so okay there's some baggage here that i think needs to be unpacked like because (laughs) this is a bad movie or other bit well okay no uh because the plot is literally we have an asylum of suicidal kids let's torment them but while we're at it, we'll make Freddy Krueger say a bunch of one-liners as he kills as kids. As he picks them off. Yeah. This is not what I thought this movie was going to be. What did you think this was going to be? Because I had an image for it, and yeah, it wasn't this. I pictured... Can I talk about the first one real quick? Can I try to set this up a little bit? Okay, let's set this up. Okay. Set the stage. First movie is a much more traditional horror film, right? Mm-hmm. With the same basic premise, which is that Freddy Krueger who is a child abuser, I believe, or rapist. Um, a killer, I think. He did bad things to children in general, yeah. let's say. And uh, he, something, something, the parents, something, something. And then he died in a fire in his basement. And then he torments people from Elm Street through their dreams. Like he attacks you through your dream, which is awesome. That's a great concept, yeah, right? I, I think it's a cool concept, yeah. Um, I pictured this movie being like, we're going to get back at Freddy. And then they like go into the dreamland and they wear like headbands and stuff. Like it's Wolverine. Yeah. Going into dream okay. Land. You had, so that was my vision. Almost this idea that, okay, Freddy's back. So we're getting the gang together. Yes. And we're going to use dream power. Yes. To fight the dream, dream guns. killer. Yeah. 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 That's this. And it isn't not that to some, <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a, that is yeah. a part of the plot yes sort of they're just bad at it it turns out yeah (laughs) i was i was picturing like action movie but dreamland essentially totally i pictured aliens to alien but for stupid dream yes that is the perfect analog that is the exact analog i had in my mind actually was like you know this is going to be so we already had the spooky horror film. Now we get into the action movie, 80s bombast. Yeah, explosions and such. Yeah, yeah, rock music. Yeah, Dawkins. Dawkins here. We might as well have some rip-roaring explosions. Into the fire! But no, Michael, that's not what this movie really is. Uh, no. <laughs> it's like sad teens, and then they die. Yeah. How do we want to go about dissecting this movie here, Tucker? Where do we want to go first? I think we need to talk about the fact that this is literally a doofy horror movie where the plot involves kids committing suicide. Okay. And the and the fact that mental illness is a thing here, and it is so weirdly handled and so inappropriately handled. Yes. Um, it's poor, the way all that of That needs to come up, I think. Yeah. I think this silly action movie angle needs to be looked at. Okay. Okay. Skeleton um, fight in the junkyard. Sure. Skeleton okay. fight in the junkyard. I am the wizard master. Yes. Well, Michael, um, let me start you here, okay? Okay. Let me open this door. What does this movie do very well? I well? 
think Freddy Krueger is a delightful villain. Yes. I enjoy just spending time with Freddy Krueger making <laughs> shitty one-liners as he offs people. Yeah. It is, it is, it's fun. It's a fun kind of like crappy movie villain, if that makes sense. I want to say he wasn't quite as goofy in the first one, but I, I can't really say. Because at the end of the day, he's a dream man, so... It's yeah. hard not to be goofy because he's attacking people in very strange and unrealistic ways. Yeah. He's like Beetlejuice or something. Yeah, except I think Beetlejuice. We'll talk a little more there. Um, okay. But the, that is the big takeaway here. The most fun I had with this movie was just watching Freddy Krueger be an asshole. Yes. It was It was, It was. was fun. You know, <laughs> yes. he's like... like uh, he, he's... Attacking a kid in a wheelchair and says, you'll be back in the saddle again. <laughs> then he sends a giant killer wheelchair after him. Yeah, he does. Down a hallway. And, it, and that, there's that level of camp to it that I like. You can, like, see the rope it's being pulled along. In that <laughs> I know. Side. It's very strange. Uh, there are occasionally times where I think the special effects really work. Absolutely. Um, there's the one where he's the snake monster. Yep. And right before then, you get, like, the room kind of explodes in a way. You get the thing crawling under the rug and then up the walls and around the walls. Yes. And the wall kind of, like, bursts with that in a way that doesn't look CGI. No, it looks great. That was my favorite shot, I think, was that room getting dismantled by itself. That was cool. Yeah. It was really good. Like, that was really cool. I I really liked uh, uh, Drug Addict Lady with the puckering needle holes in her arm that was oh, crazy yeah. yeah she's in her dreams she's beautiful and bad shing. knives <laughs> double shing yeah double shing <laughs> um but yeah stuff like that i think is like done relatively well the shot where he is the puppet master that is great that is awesome. That is dark and well done, and yes. That would be my signature shot if I was in charge of marketing for this one, which is probably kind of hard to sell to people, is guy with tendons coming out of his feet, you know, walking down the hallway. But that was a great concept, and they executed on it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I wish I could say the same for the rest of the, uh, the dream things, but... Uh, I kind of had this feeling watching this movie where I was like, I should really like this because it's doing what I want it to do, but there's just, there was like a spark missing or something. I don't know. Hmm. I just, I, okay. So we're going to start getting into complaints that I have. Um, okay. The first one being that I feel as though they underutilized the dream stuff. I feel as though, you know, you could really have gone some pretty crazy places. Right with this imaginary setting where literally anything could happen. And they hint at some of the kind of horror, the, like the horror-related things you could do with it or the cool visual things you could do with it. Yeah. With the whole tendon puppet master thing. Yes. Or when the house, ex- that room explodes. It's like, these are cool things you can do with this. Or the nurse and shooting then... her tongues out at the guy to wrap him into a bed. <laughs> What's wrong? Are you tongue-tied? <laughs> But like they're they're like cool visual cues, and then I feel like it just goes limp after that. Okay. Like you're okay. in generic alleyway, you're in generic hallway, you're in generic spooky house. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, Michael. I hear what you're saying. Okay. I think that stuff worked okay, though, because I don't get the impression that this budget was very big. So it's just like, yeah, it looks like a a set. It looks like a soundstage, but... I mean, yeah, that's true. But yes, like when she's in the alley going to the bar in that dream sequence, it doesn't look like she's in an alley going to a bar. And it doesn't look like off in the way like a dream might. It just looks Mm -hmm. cheap. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, Michael. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. This whole movie doesn't look very good when it's not in dream freak out mode. Yeah, because it's, I mean, like, the settings seem pretty fairly generic. Yeah, uh, I just mean, like, shots, the... like, when they go out to eat and they're just in a restaurant, it just doesn't look, like, well shot. You know, yeah, it's well, just it's, like... it's such a dark shot, too. Yes. So much of this, yeah, and then you're in the hospital and it's all so sterile and generic and... Yeah. There's no, like, there are ways you could make a sanitarium interesting even, despite the sterility of the place, but no, they don't. Uh... Did you not see the pigeons flooping around in that big tower he goes up into, Michael? Okay. So speaking of generic shots, there's one I like. Okay. Um, When you first see the nun. Yes. He sees the nun's ghost or whatever, and it's just this lady in white, and people are walking around her, but she's like center frame. Everything's dark. She's not. I liked it. It could have been a lot better. It could have been visually more intense or interesting but i like it conceptually i like that kind of central symmetrical shot you look back at her and she gone spooky ghosty <gasps> she was the mother he looks back at her and she's gone like five times during the course of yeah this it movie. happens more than once it's that so good no it how does... do you feel about using using ghost mom as exposition <laughs> Explain Freddy's origin, Michael. Explain the birth of Freddy for me, please. (laughs) The bastard child of 100 maniacs. We didn't need to know. No, we didn't. We didn't need to know (laughs) about the rape birth thing, Michael. Yeah, yeah, no, we didn't. And they keep... I feel like this has got to... I I can't speak authoritatively on this, but I, I feel as though it's probably a thing where... As horror movie series go on, they have to keep adding some kind of angle to the origin story to make it more vibrant. Sure. Like, Paranormal Activity had a real bad way with this, because it just became this increasingly absurd witch convent thing. Really? Yeah. When at the beginning it was literally just mysterious demon monster that was legitimately scary because you didn't know what was going on, and then they over-explained. And that's what it seems like they're doing here and that you have Freddy. He's like, yeah, he was burned alive way back when because he was a child killer. But now we have to add this extra weight of, well, actually, the nun. You had a nun. She was raped a hundred times. It's so ridiculous. And then created Freddy Krueger. It's so, like, base. It's just like, okay, I get it. I don't know. I really, that really stuck in my craw because it's, like, so at odds with the tone of this movie, I feel like. And it's yeah. Necessary. And I think that's a very, so if we need to, I think that might segue into something here. Okay. If we're going to be talking okay. the tone of this movie. Yes. Um, what a tone. Yeah. Okay. So you get this campy side to it. And I honestly think when the movie is having fun with the camp side to it, that's when it's at its best. I think that's when yeah. it's the most fun to watch experience to kind of, you know, like, like it's, it's, it's a fun movie. 
because then the other side of that coin is that we're following a bunch of very traumatized kids with mental disorders being terrorized by spooky cartoon man and they're they're touching on what seem like they're very serious things that should be handled with gravity yeah and instead it's just like an excuse and a quick you know like a quick origin story like lady here she was a drug addict this guy's mute this guy's angry sometimes yeah um how much of that do you think is we have come so far as a society type of thing like this is an older movie i just i don't know if i haven't i honestly haven't seen enough like horror of this time to say if that's kind of a running thing or if this movie is yeah egregious with it and it and it might just be a sign of the times but even then i think we should talk about this as something it hasn't aged well no and it's not something one had at all no and it's and it's i i find it kind of jarring to sometimes go from like even if it's it's to go from the concept of here's this horror monster trying to at least make these kids look like they're suicidal yeah that's kind of weird and you know these people who are clearly traumatized to freddy giving a line that's like a a, like a cartoony one-liner yeah and then and then killing and then killing but like in a comedic way to some degree like or a fan like, like, fanciful <laughs> yeah something. yeah some yeah. kind of like very cartoony way and it's so strange to me to go from like like the one that stands out is the girl who wants to be on tv yeah and she'll like burn burn herself with cigarettes she self-harms yeah and you see that just before freddy attacks her through the tv but the freddy attack is so like goofy yes even it's not scary, really. It's just no. ridiculous. Yeah, and you've got lines that it's as though the the the, the popcorn part of the movie, the the uh, welcome to primetime, bitch, and then he's all cartoony television and throws her into the TV, and then they just write it off as a suicide. Yeah, which it's makes like that's, sense. <laughs> no, it, the whole thing is so weird. Like yeah. that is tonally weird. It is not well done. At least not that that contrast. I almost feel like they do a bad job. Because I feel like the the beauty of a slasher movie is that you want the people to die. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, this guy's a dick and he's always having sex with the other, like the lady dick. And then, oh, yeah, get him first because they always die first. In this movie, everybody's kind of a good person. So it's just kind of like mean. But it's not really scary yeah. either. Because the first movie did a really good job of kind of placing these crazy like freddy was like tormenting people but it wasn't um i don't know like maybe the first one let it breathe a little bit more where this one just kind of like here's the scene where this character dies you know mm-hmm. like it, it sets up the kill and then the kill happens but there's no build-up to it or release it's just like there's no one yeah there's no one that really feels like it's deserving and so that kind of sucks something out of it. There's no real time to get to know the character, so the deaths aren't really impactful. No. Yeah. Um, and when you do get to know the characters, it's treated so weirdly that it doesn't feel one way or the other. You know? Like, yeah. like I'm thinking, you know, Punk Lady, when she's offed by Freddy and 
well, we get it. We should be afraid for you, but we haven't really spent a lot of time with you as a character. We just know that you have a pretty tragic backstory. Yeah. So then we introduce you into this scene where you wonder, is this supposed to be affecting in some way or is it supposed to be humorous? Well, it can't be either. It's not affecting because you haven't really spent a lot of time with this person to get to know her as a character. And it's not really like enjoyable because it's she's been traumatized, clearly. There's like a <laughs> yeah. a mental issue there, like a history with addiction that do you should you be laughing at that or should you be enjoying no. that as like a movie it's not fun it's, it's just her walking down a dark alleyway and then freddie injects her with drugs and she dies it's not really i mean yeah. it's cool that he has like drug fingers but other than yeah. that and it's like the death of a main character and they don't really react yeah. to it at all it's like it's not know. really it's just a special effects showcase basically Tucker. Which, hello um, my audacity is being really weird right now. Boop boop doop. Maybe Freddy's in the machine. Ghost in the shell. I have the audacity to kill you. Close some extra stuff here. Okay. So yes. So we're but like, and then the next one after that that's supposed to be like an affecting kill is is the kid in the wheelchair he can walk now which is like cool that that was not affecting at all (laughs) no exactly it wasn't and that's one of the things that kind of alarms me here is that it isn't in any way of one sec tucker what faith do you find science i suppose sad choice there are times when it doesn't offer much comfort but yeah, so like you get to the wheelchair scene and like that's, it feels like the wheelchair is a joke. Like he's made a joke. Like, But then he doesn't conquer it. Like no. wouldn't, wouldn't the next step be like, and then he realizes he's not just the wheelchair. He's his own man. He's a wizard. Yeah. If you wanted to go wholesome with this. If I wanted to go stranger things with this, but, but they don't. So the kids, I think we're saying... Mostly it doesn't work too good, but how about the uh how about the uh the dad and the guy going to the junkyard on their mission from hell? Huh? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the the uh getting attacked by Freddy Skeleton. See, I like the the bar thing. Yes. Cuz to me that's like such a good 80s movie moment. Yes. Where it's just like the yeah, he's, you know, Things have been hard since his mo- since the mom died, so he's just kind of found comfort in the beer and the drinking and smoking, drinking and smoking, and then his, mo- his daughter confronts him about what he's done with his life, and you get like this classic '80s dive bar kind of thing going yeah. on. Yeah, um, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and then it's just after, and then he and he and the psychiatrist go on an adventure to to the junkyard. I thought all of that was pretty fun, honestly. I, I liked this like weird buddy cop thing going on. Where... Yeah, <laughs> buddy cop's a good way to. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and then he's yeah, I liked him as a character because he's the only one that I feel like showed any kind of real change or <laughs> yeah, any kind of real change and any real like emotional weight to what's going on. Yeah, if that makes sense, I think it was maybe the most realistic portrayal of some kind of trauma. Yeah, and. Uh, the way they had him contend with it, it just, it worked for me. And it's, it's kind of building up cause he was in the first one and he was very like, 
antagonist by proxy where he's like what are you talking about no one's gonna kill you in your dream stupid child and he like locks her in her bedroom type of yeah. thing like i'm helping the bad guy inadvertently and now i'm denying it in the sequel yeah whoa which is a good arc to take yes because that's the impression i had without even having seen the first one is that that's i kind of pictured that that's what would have happened in yeah in uh the first one and what kind of led us to where we are now but I don't know. That was an okay part. Like then okay. uh, the stuff in the junkyard happened. You get the kind of poorly animated skeleton. That looks crazy. Fight. Yeah. Ooh, that doesn't look good. Um, it looks no. okay for the. Yeah. Time. Like it doesn't look good, but <laughs> I, it didn't bother me that much. No, it's fun, but it don't look like he's fighting a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. I, I wish I thought while watching that part, I was just I wish I could go back and see if that works, you know, back yeah. in 1980, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it don't work now. Unfortunately. Are there I any like, of those kind of weirder effects that you think did work? I think a lot of this movie looks really good as far as effects go. Uh, really uh, silly when in the beginning the girl is running down the hallway and she's carrying the child and obviously that is not a child that is a doll of some sort and they yeah they focus on it it's crazy and then you find out it's not a child but uh but then you find a room full of kids hanging themselves that's pretty which, cool yeah like that's a very good like horror sequence that's kind of what i was hoping more of this would be like i was kind of hoping there'd be a bit of that maybe more silent hills that's kind of thing going Ooh. on i did think about the silent hill movie mm-hmm during parts of this just because really? it's got it uh it really digs in on like the boiler room aesthetic yeah. at certain points so yeah that's cool freddy's fucking a mannequin in the corner <laughs> <laughs> silent hill is a crazy movie we should talk about that sometime. yeah we should talk about silent hill sometime um <laughs> uh so yeah michael it feels to me like note time it is note time you I have notes i have note music notes. i do have some notes this time but i as always i i will let you go first Mike. okay so they lead with the edgar Allan poe uh edgar Allan poe oh poem. yeah 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 sleep those little slices of death how i loathe them that's pretty good and then they, I, I like the close okay and then they begin she's making the dollhouse out of paper mache yeah. And it's a lot of these very, very, like, close-up shots of, like, scissors cutting and yeah. goopy paper mache. I like it. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, within the first five minutes, you get Dokken. Mm-hmm. She's listening to Into the Fire and turns it up because she doesn't want to go to sleep. I'm trying to wake up the neighborhood. What the hell? Turn that Dokken down. Um, Right as you go into the dreamscape land, you get the little girl in a, in a Victorian dress on a trike. One, two, Michael's cool. And she says, Freddy's home. And I like that line. Because <laughs> it's fun. It's like, ooh, shit's going to happen. <laughs> Doesn't she kind of look over her shoulder like, Freddy's home? Yeah, yep. That's good. Um, kids are good. I wrote the room with everyone hanging. I like that. That was a Excellent. cool visual. And then out the gate... Uh, the introduction to Freddy Krueger is that he makes her slit her own wrists. Oh, That's yeah. Great. That's messed up. Um, they go for it, too. It's just like stark shot of girl with her wrist slit. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I have notes for trying to figure out who's who. So Phillips the Walker. 
There's Kincaid, who's often in solitary, so he doesn't have to... The quiet room. Um, there's Joey, who is mute. Because he's trying to sex the nurse or something. Yeah. Uh, I like the melting bicycle that tracked blood behind it. <gasps> yeah, that was awesome. I like that whole sequence a lot. Yeah. I wrote Snake Freddy in all caps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um... The the puppet master scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When he wakes up as a puppet, so you get like that CGI kind of <laughs> slowly coming to life. And it's creepy. Oh. Like in a way that I don't think is entirely intentional. <laughs> yeah. But I liked it. Yeah, it's got that uh, uncanny valley thing going on for a little bit. Yeah. I wrote down the line, you're the last children of Elm Street. That's kind of cool. See, I, I wish they had it. done more with that, though. Yeah, I agree. It's like a mythology they're creating, and then they just like... You get that scene of Freddy Krueger in a tux because she's because huh? uh, he's uh, so when you have the th- when you get to the climax, um, Kristen's reliving the first night of okay. the scene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. everything's like okay. Yeah. And Freddy Krueger beheads her and isn't like a tuxedo. Yes. So I wrote Freddy in a tux in all caps. That that works for me. Yeah, it was okay. I liked the head. The head looked good. It looked yeah. better than I thought it would. Um, then I wrote absurd knife fight because you get that crazy knife fight in the alleyway that's not very convincing or well done or choreographed. Like, arr, arr, arr. Yeah. yeah, it's like this is this is it's like I'm watching a uh, someone trying problem. to do a like like a background background to West Side Story. Sure. Yes. Um, and then the lines. Let's get high. Oh, what a rush. <laughs> Who is that? Like, That's Freddy. When he says that and he kills her with the, the needles. Like, uh, what's his face? You sound like that German director, that weirdo. Which one? <laughs> uh, the guy who ate his own shoe. Uh, anyway, that was a really good Freddy, Michael. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep that with me forever. You look tired. I wrote, you look tired. Have a seat. <laughs> and then I wrote it tomorrow it's back ellipses in the saddle ellipses again <laughs> I also wrote I am the wizard master exclamation point and he shoots the bad 80s yeah, special the, effect at yep. him oh when uh, when Nancy's with Joey in the hospital and Freddie tries to talk to her by carving come get him come get oh that's good that was like spooky in a way that i was hoping that would be yep and it did look good again that's a good looking shot i wrote flip kicks freddy krueger got him um freddy skeleton i killed you once before you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) there's history man but like there's this scene where he tries to incapacitate the the psychiatrist so he knocks him with a shovel. Mm-hmm. So he hits him with a shovel mm-hmm. and then just brushes like three scoops of dirt on him. And then yes. that's enough. Yes. That's how this works, Michael. Yeah. So then I wrote down the line, you're mine now, little piggy, which I'm assuming is Freddy Krueger. <laughs> One has to assume. And then the last part okay. where you get the big reveal 
You were his mother. Uh huh. That's the last thing I wrote. Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't no. land like it should. I feel like, but I thought that was really dumb. I thought yeah. that reveal was dumb. What's the? Uh... Oh, she's going to sleep. I was going to ask what the last shot was. She goes to sleep in the the light in the house turns out that's that's all right yeah that's kind of what i was you'd expect from this that that's yeah. what i pictured like eight my pick my image of 80s horror is this light tease at the end saying yeah. it's not actually over leave them hanging yeah see because the first one spoiler alert kind of does the thing where it's like are they still dreaming mm-hmm. Ooh, this doesn't really do that or maybe it does i don't know it doesn't seem like it matters <laughs> i, I guess that'd be better than this yeah yeah. Are you ready for my notes, Michael? I have I am. Just Give a couple. Me. Note me, Daddy. Um there's a ton of visual effects credits at the beginning, which I think is a very good sign going into an eighties horror movie. <laughs> okay. Um the psychiatrist guy at one point says mellow mass hysteria, which I think would be a great name for something, or like a t shirt. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, the bar they go into looks like a bar I could go into in my town today, which is scary to me. Like, bars haven't changed at all in 30 years. Um, mm-hmm. I think the mirror hallway scene is awesome. Oh, yeah, and then Freddy does the... <laughs> but uh, that that uh, that looks good, and I like the concept a lot. How do you like... How, did you like it when it exploded? Yes. It kind of rolls into the center? Yes. Yeah. I like when they're getting pulled into the mirror and it looks all wonky. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Uh, and I like this. They don't really do anything with it, but I like this idea where he's going to the church to gather supplies for this raid they're doing on Freddy's corpse where he's like stealing holy water out of the mm-hmm. thing. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. And then the guy's like, what are you doing? I'm just stealing your crucifix. Here's my driver's license. Yeah, I, I like that. It's cute. Uh, I I wish more of the movie was like that, because that's what I figured it was going to be, is them like, suiting up to go fight Freddy, and that barely happens, but mm-hmm. I got a little whiff of it right there. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, Michael, now that our notes are noted, and our speech is spec- sp- the sprocket, the list, we have to go through it, Michael. Okay. Uh, I always forget. The list. Let's start at the bottom. Now we're here, huh? Mm-hmm. This is our list of movies we've done in order from the worst to the best. The Pacifier, The Secret yeah. of Nim, mm. Iron. We gotta start burning through these. I feel like at some point. So I'm just gonna The Pacifier, Secret of Nim, Iron Man, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Witch, and number one with a bullet is Raw. The movie Raw. Raw, Michael. See, because yeah. she eats people, but she don't cook them. Yeah, yeah. That's why they call it raw. Or is but it she's more also of a statement about <laughs> people, man? She's on edge, man. It's a it's a parable for unprotected sex. <laughs> oh, prestige horror. <laughs> uh, so where would you like to put this movie? The Three Dream Warriors. I'm it's like thinking... better than The Pacifier. Come on. Yeah, it's better than The Pacifier, but... okay. I mean, honestly, I'm thinking in between Nim and the Pacifier. Yeah. Unless you're thinking something different. No, that's probably right. I just feel like The Secret of Nim is like trying to be good, and I don't think this movie is. 
Uh, yeah, and I guess we're in that that ballpark now where. But like the secret of Nim's actually good too in, in yes. ways. But I think this movie is good in. I mean, it, it's not good, but it's a fun, dumb horror movie to watch. So yeah, I guess I don't regret effective. watching it, but I uh, don't regret watching Nim. I guess I would put it below Nim. Yeah, that makes sense okay. to me. All right. Okay. I'm doing it on air. I'm doing it on air because otherwise I will forget. Nice. Um. So then what's uh, coming up next, Tucker? It is oops. episode 10. It sounds like we had something planned. Yes. Sean, we're talking to you through your, like, it's a 3D movie. We're talking to you. Yeah. Now Sean. grab your scratch and sniff. Yep. When you hear the lightsaber... Oh, geez, everything's going bad right now in my situation. Michael, talk. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so Sean oh, and okay, will back. be joining us for Cameron Crowe's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Sure. Right? That was the plan? Yes. Was the context here that this is the first uh, Nick Cage movie, or the, yes. is it because we should be watching Cameron Crowe? No, this is the first, if you go to Nick Cage, IMDb, it's a made-for-TV movie pilot thing that we're not going to mm-hmm. cover, but uh, Sean said he was going to watch and cover during this next episode. And then, okay. Fast Times at Ridgemont High is the first Nick Cage. Wild. We're doing all the Nick Cage movies with Sean over the span of some amount of decades, or I guess, forever. or something. This is our forever. This is our Sonic yeah, this is our Sonic. So, uh, uh, anything to plug, Tucker? Huh? No. Uh, Michael, I like talking about movies. I do too. Okay. Uh, we'll be doing the Hulk soon after that, I guess. And uh, it's anything, I don't anything know. else. I kind of was hoping to do like a, a side by side between the King of Comedy and the Joker, but we don't have to. No, we can. Uh, just uh. We got to catch that within a spurt, spurtin span, a certain span, or we just That's wait for the Joker to come out, or Joker. I guess yeah, we could just wait for the Joker to come out. The Joker to you, Michael. Oh no, yeah, Joker. Just you know Joker. a movie I would love to do, Michael, that I was thinking about the other day. I'm hmm. just throwing that out there. I don't think we need to do it right away. But uh, have you ever seen Aliens Three? <laughs> yes. Oh shoot! I was I was hoping you hadn't seen it, so we. Wait, which one's Aliens 3? Is that the one in the prison planet? I believe so. It's the David Fincher nightmare. The is the one where she's a clone? I believe so. If that isn't Aliens, then it's Aliens 3. Because I have not seen Aliens. No, it's not Aliens. Aliens is actually good. Um, oh, ooh. It might, I think that might be 4. That'd there's be a 4? There's a fourth Aliens, yeah. No, there's no Aliens. Yeah, there's four, there's four Aliens. Michael. There, there's actually more than that now, but... <laughs> Those aren't Aliens movies, because you see, and then even though... Was there a Prometheus 2? Yes, Alien what? Covenant. That's not Prometheus 2, that's the new Aliens. It's the sequel to Prometheus. Yeah, but Prometheus is a... <laughs> it's Prometheus 2, you se- son of a, a prequel gun. to, But it's a prequel to Alien. Well, then this would be a prequel to Alien as well. I don't think so. Isn't isn't Ripley in it? I don't know, Michael. I'm not going to watch Prometheus 2, no matter what you call it. <laughs> um, 
Carly loves Prometheus, and then I was like, you should watch Alien Covenant, because it's Prometheus 2. And then she stopped watching like half an hour in, I think. Yay! You see, I like Prometheus. You guys are wrong. You two can go off <laughs> and vote somewhere. No, so Alien, there's Alien 3. Uh-huh. Alien 3. Okay, Resurrection. So the, the concept of Alien 3... They're the only survivors of the Sulaco's escape pod crash. That's because everyone alien else movie. in Aliens 2 dies. And Aliens uh-huh. dies. Um, and yeah, that's the one where they're on the prison planet. Alien 3 is... So what's planet. Alien 4? Alien 4 is when they're clones. <laughs> this is the stupidest conversation I've ever had. So Thanks, Alien Michael. 4, Alien 4, Alien <laughs> Resurrection, is she's actually a clone with DNA okay, from Michael. Alien. We'll we'll read the book when it comes out. Thanks, um, bud. And then there's Prometheus. Oh no, we're not going down this road. Is the, are the games Alien vs Predator, Alien vs Predator Two? Is there are we? Is Alien Isolation canon? I swear to God, I'm ending this right now. Bye, Michael. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.